Section 8 of The Secret of the Night by Gaston LaRue. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Don W. Jenkins. Chapter 8 The Little Chapel of the Guards. Rouletabille took a long walk which led him to the Troitsky Bridge, then, redescending the Naburgnia, he reached the Winter Palace. He seemed to have chased away all preoccupation, and took a child's pleasure in the different aspects of the life that characterizes the city of the great Peter. He stopped before the Winter Palace, walked slowly across the square where the prodigious monolith of the Alexander Column rises from its bronze socket, strolled between the palace and the colonnades, passed under an immense arch, everything seemed cyclopean to him and he never felt so tiny so insignificant none the less he was happy in his insignificance he was satisfied with himself in the presence of these colossal things everything pleased him this morning the speed of the isvos the bickering humour of the ostvochiks the elegance of the women the fine presences of the officers and their easy naturalness under their uniforms so opposed to the wooden posturing of the berlin military men whom he had noticed at the tuileries and in the friedrichstrasse between two trains everything enchanted him the costume even of the mujiks vivid blouses the red shirts over the trousers the full legs and the boots up to the knees even the unfortunates who in spite of the soft atmosphere were muffled up in sheepskin coats all impressed him favourably everything appeared to him original and congenial order reigned in the city the guards were polite decorative and superb in bearing the passers-by in that quarter talked gaily among themselves often in french and had manners as civilized as anywhere in the world where then was the bear of the north he had never seen bears so well licked was it this very city that only yesterday was in revolution this was certainly the alexander park where troops a few weeks before had fired on children who had sought refuge in the trees like sparrows was this the very pavement where the cossacks had left so many bodies finally he saw before him the nevsky prospect where the bullets rained like hail not long since upon a people dressed for festivities and very joyous nichevo nichevo all that was so soon forgotten they forgot yesterday as they forget to-morrow the nihilists poets who imagined that a bomb could accomplish anything in that babylon of the north more important than the noise of its explosion look at those people who pass they have no more thought for the old attack than for those now preparing in the shadow of the tractiers happy men full of serenity in this bright quarter who move about their affairs and their pleasures in the purest air the lightest the most transparent on earth no 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 one knows the joy of mere breathing if he has not breathed the air there the finest in the north of the world which gives food and drink of beautiful white eau de vie and yellow pivo and strikes the blood and makes one a beast vigorous and joyful and fatalistic and mocks at the nihilists and as well at the ten thousand eyes of the police staring from under the porches of houses from under the skulls of dvorniks all police the dvorniks all police also the joyous concierges with extended hands ah ah one mocks at it all in such air provided one has roubles in one's pockets plenty of roubles and that one is not besotted by reading those extraordinary books that preach the happiness of all humanity to students and to poor girl students too ah ah seat of the nihilists all that 
these poor little fellows and poor little girls who have their heads turned by lectures that they cannot digest that is all the trouble the digestion the digestion is needed Monsieurs, the commercial travellers for champagne who talk together importantly in the lobbies of the grand morskaya hotel and who have studied the russian people even in the most distant cities where champagne is sold will tell you that over any table of hors d'oeuvres and will regulate the whole question of the revolution between two little glasses of vodka swallowed properly quickly elbow up at a single draught in the russian manner simply an affair of digestion they tell you who is the fool that would dare compare a young gentleman who has well digested a bottle of champagne or two and another young man who has poorly digested the lucubrations of who shall we say the lucubrations of the economists the economists the economists fools who compete which can make the most violent statements those who read them and don't understand them go off like a bomb your health nichevo the world goes round still doesn't it discussion political economic revolutionary and other in the room where they munch hors d'oeuvres you will hear it all as you pass through the hotel to your chamber young rouletabille get quickly now to the home of Kuprian if you don't wish to arrive there at luncheon time then you would have to put off these serious affairs until evening the department of police massive entrance heavily guarded a great lobby halls with swinging doors many obsequious svitsars on the lookout for tips many poor creatures sitting against the walls on dirty benches desks and clerks brilliant boots and epaulets of gay young officers who are telling tales of the aquarium with great relish monsieur rouletabille ah yes please be seated delighted monsieur coupriand will be very happy to receive you but just at this moment he is at inspection yes the inspection of the police dormitories in the barracks we will take you there his own idea he doesn't neglect anything does he a great chief have you seen the police guards dormitory admirable the first dormitories of the world we say that without wishing to offend france we love france a great nation i will take you immediately to monsieur coupriand i shall be delighted i also said rouletabille who put a rouble into the honourable functionary's hand permit me to precede you bows and salutes for two roubles he would have walked obsequiously before him to the end of the world these functionaries are admirable thought rouletabille as he was led to the barracks he felt he had not paid too much for the services of a personage whose uniform was completely covered with lace they tramped they climbed they descended stairways corridors ah the barracks at last he seemed to have entered a convent beds very white very narrow and images of the virgin and saints everywhere monastic neatness and the most absolute silence suddenly an order sounded in the corridor outside and the police guard who sprang from no one could tell where stood to attention at the head of their beds coupriand and his aide appeared coupriand looked at everything closely spoke to each man in turn called them by their names inquired about their needs and the men stammered replies not knowing what to answer reddening like children coupriand observed rouletabille he dismissed his aide with a gesture the inspection was over he drew the young man into a little room just off the dormitory rouletabille frightened looked about him he found himself in a chapel this little chapel completed the effect of the guard's dormitory it was all gilded decorated in marvellous colours thronged with little icons that bring happiness and naturally with the portrait of the tsar the dear little father 
you see said koupriyan smiling at rouletabille's amazement we deny them nothing we give them their saints right here in their quarters closing the door he drew a chair toward rouletabille and motioned him to sit down they sat before the little altar loaded with flowers with colored paper and winged saints we can talk here without being disturbed he said yonder there is such a crowd of people waiting for me i'm ready to listen monsieur said rouletabille i have come to give you the report of my mission here and to terminate my connection with it all that is left for clearing this obscure affair is to arrest the guilty person with which i have nothing to do that concerns you i simply inform you that someone tried to poison the general last night by pouring arsenate of soda into his sleeping potion which i bring you in this file arsenate which was secured most probably by washing it from grapes brought to general trebasoff by the marshal of the court and which disappeared without anyone being able to say how ah ah a family affair a plot within the family i told you so murmured koupriyan the affair at least has happened within the family as you think although the assassin came from outside contrary to what you may be able to believe he does not live in the house then how does he get there demanded koupriyan by the window of the room overlooking the neva he has often come that way and that is the way he returns also i am sure it is there you can take him if you act with prudence how do you know he often comes that way you know the height of the window above the little roadway to reach it he uses a water trough whose iron rings are bent and also the marks of a grappling iron that he carries with him and uses to hoist himself to the window are distinctly visible on the ironwork of the little balcony outside the marks are quite obviously of different dates but that window is closed someone opens it for him who if you please i have no desire to know eh yes it necessarily is natasha i was sure that the villa de Iles had its viper i tell you she doesn't dare leave her nest because she knows she is watched not one of her movements outside escapes us she knows it she has been warned the last time she ventured outside alone was to go into the old quarters of derunia what has she to do in such a rotten quarter i ask you that and she turned in her tracks without seeing anyone without knocking at a single door because she saw that she was followed she isn't able to get to see them outside therefore she has to see them inside they are only one and always the same one are you sure an examination of the marks on the wall and on the pipe doesn't leave any doubt of it and it is always the same grappling iron that is used for the window the viper monsieur koupriyan mademoiselle natasha seems to preoccupy you exceedingly i did not come here to talk about mademoiselle natasha i came to point out to you the route used by the man who comes to do the murder eh yes it is she who opens the way i can't deny that the little demon why does she take him into her room at night do you think perhaps there is some love affair i am sure of quite the opposite i too natasha is not a wanton natasha has no heart she has only a brain and it doesn't take long for a brain touched by nihilism to get so it won't hesitate at anything koupriyan reflected a moment while rouletabille watched him in silence have we solely to do with nihilism resumed koupriyan everything you tell me inclines me more and more to my idea a family affair purely in the family you know don't you that upon the general's death natasha will be immensely rich yes i know of it replied rouletabille in a voice that sounded singular to the ear of the chief of police and which made him raise his head what do you know i 
nothing replied the reporter this time in a firmer tone i ought however to say this to you i am sure that we are dealing with nihilism what makes you believe it this and rouletabille handed Kuprian the message that he had received that same morning oh oh cried Kuprian, you are under watch look out i have nothing to fear i am not bothering myself about anything further yes we have an affair of the revolutionaries but not of the usual kind the way they are going about it isn't like one of their young men that the central committee arms with a bomb and who is sacrificed in advance where are the tracks that you have traced right up to the krestowski villa Kuprian bounded from his chair occupied by boris parbleu now we have them i see it all now boris another cracked brain and he is engaged if he plays the part of the revolutionaries the affair would work out big for him that villa said rouletabille quietly is also occupied by michael korosikoff he is the most loyal the most reliable soldier of the tsar no one is ever sure of anything my dear monsieur Kuprian. oh i am sure of a man like that no man is ever sure of any man my dear monsieur Kuprian. i am in every case for those i employ you are wrong what do you say something that can serve you in the enterprise you are going to undertake because i trust you can catch the murderer right in his nest to do that i'll not conceal from you that i think your agents will have to be enormously clever they will have to watch the dacha de Ilz at night without anyone possibly suspecting it no more maroon coats with false astrakhan trimmings eh but apaches apaches on the war trail who blend themselves with the ground with the trees with the stones in the roadway but among those apaches don't send that agent of your secret service who watched the window while the assassin climbed to it what why these climbs that you can read the proofs of on the wall and on the iron forgings of the balcony went on while your agents night and day were watching the villa have you noticed monsieur that it was always the same agent who took the post at night behind the villa under the window general trebasov's book in which he kept a statement of the exact disposal of each of your men during the period of siege was most instructive on that point the other posts changed in turn but the same agent when he was among the guard demanded always that same post which was not disputed by anybody since it is no fun to pass the hours of the night behind a wall in an empty field the others much preferred to roll away the time watching in the villa or in front of the lodge where vodka and crimean wine kwas and pivo kirsch and chi never ran short that agent's name is tuman tuman impossible he is one of the best agents from q he was recommended by gunsovsky rouletabille chuckled yes 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 grumbled the chief of police someone always laughs when his name is mentioned Kuprian had turned red. He rose, opened the door, gave a long direction in Russian, and returned to his chair. "'Now,' said he, "'go ahead and tell me all the details of the poison and the grapes the marshal of the court brought. I'm listening.' Rouletabille told him very briefly, and without drawing any deductions, all that we already know. He ended his account as a man dressed in a maroon coat with false astrakhan was introduced it was the same man rouletabille had met in general trebasov's drawing-room and who spoke french two gendarmes were behind him the door had been closed Kuprian turned toward the man in the coat tuman he said i want to talk to you you are a traitor and i have proof you can confess to me and i will give you a thousand roubles and you can take yourself off to be hanged somewhere else 
The man's eyes shrank, but he recovered himself quickly. He replied in Russian. "'Speak French. I order it,' commanded Kuprian. "'I answer, Your Excellency,' said Tuman firmly, "'that I don't know what Your Excellency means.' "'I mean that you have helped a man get into the Trebasov villa by night when you were on guard under the window of the little sitting-room. You see that there is no use deceiving us any longer. I play with you frankly. Good play, good money. The name of that man, and you have a thousand roubles.' "'I am ready to swear on the icon of—' don't perjure yourself i have always loyally served the name of that man i still don't know yet what your excellency means oh you understand me replied Couperion, who visibly held in an anger that threatened to break forth any moment a man got into the house while you were watching i never saw anything after all it is possible there were some very dark nights i went back and forth you are not a fool the name of that man i assure you excellency strip him what are you going to do cried rouletabille but already the two guards had thrown themselves on tuman and had drawn off his coat and shirt the man was bare to the waist what are you going to do what are you going to do leave them alone said kuprian roughly pushing rouletabille back seizing a whip which hung at the waist of the guards he struck tuman a blow across the shoulders that drew blood tuman mad with the outrage and the pain shouted yes it is true i brag of it Couperion did not restrain his rage. He showered the unhappy man with blows, having thrown Rouletabille to the end of the room when he tried to interfere. And while he proceeded with the punishment, the chief of police hurled at the agent who had betrayed him an accompaniment of fearful threats, promising him that before he was hanged he should rot in the bottommost dungeon of Peter and Paul, in the slimy pits lying under the Neva. Tuman, between the two guards who held him, and who sometimes received blows on the rebound that were not intended for them, never uttered a complaint. Outside the invectives of Kuprian there was heard only the swish of the cords and the cries of Rouletabille, who continued to protest that it was abominable, and called the chief of police a savage. Finally the savage stopped. Gouts of blood had spattered all about. "'Monsieur,' said Rouletabille, who supported himself against the wall, "'I shall complain to the Tsar.' "'You are right.' Couperin replied, but I feel relieved now. You can't imagine the harm this man can have done to us in the weeks he has been here. Tuman, across whose shoulders they had thrown his coat, and who lay now across a chair, found strength to look up and say, It is true. You can't do me as much harm as I have done you, whether you think so or not. All the harm that can be done me by you and yours is already accomplished. My name is not Tuman, but Matiev listen i had a son that was the light of my eyes neither my son nor i had ever been concerned with politics i was employed in moscow my son was a student during the red week we went out my son and i to see a little of what was happening over in the presnia quarter they said everybody had been killed over there we passed before the presnia gate soldiers called to us to stop because they wished to search us we opened our coats the soldiers saw my son's student waistcoat and set up a cry they unbuttoned the vest, drew a notebook out of his pocket, and they found a workman's song in it that had been published in the signal. The soldiers didn't know how to read. They believed the paper was a proclamation, and they arrested my son. I demanded to be arrested with him. They pushed me away. I ran to the governor's house. Trebasov had me thrust away from his door with blows from the butt-ends of his Cossack's guns, and as I persisted they kept me locked up all that night and the morning of the next day. At noon I was set free. I demanded my son, and they replied they didn't know what I was talking about. 
but a soldier that i recognized as having arrested my son the evening before pointed out a van that was passing covered with a tarpaulin and surrounded by cossacks your son is there he said they are taking him to the graves mad with despair i ran after the van it went to the outskirts of goulontrine cemetery there i saw in the white snow a huge grave wide deep i shall see it to my last minute two vans had already stopped near the hole each van held thirteen corpses the vans were dumped into the trench and the soldiers commenced to sort the bodies into rows of six i watched for my son at last i recognized him in a body that half hung over the edge of the trench horrors of suffering were stamped in the expression of his face i threw myself beside him i said that i was his father they let me embrace him a last time and count his wounds he had fourteen someone had stolen the gold chain that hung about his neck and held the picture of his mother who died the year before i whispered into his ear i swore to avenge him forty-eight hours later i had placed myself at the disposition of the revolutionary committee a week had not passed before tuman whom it seems i resemble and who was one of the secret service agents in kew was assassinated in the train that was taking him to st petersburg the assassination was kept a secret i received all his papers and i took his place with you i was doomed beforehand and i asked nothing better so long as i might last until after the execution of trebasoff ah how i longed to kill him with my own hands but another had already been assigned the duty and my role was to help him and do you suppose i am going to tell you the name of that other never and if you discover that other as you have discovered me another will come and another and another until trebasoff has paid for his crimes that is all i have to say to you kuprian as for you my little fellow added he turning to rouletabille i wouldn't give much for your bones neither of you will last long that is my consolation kuprian had not interrupted the man he looked at him in silence sadly you know my poor man you will be hanged now he said no growled rouletabille monsieur kuprian i'll bet you my purse that he will not be hanged and why not demanded the chief of police while upon a sign from him they took away the false tuman because it is i who denounced him what a reason and what would you like me to do guard him for me for me alone do you understand in exchange for what in exchange for the life of general trebasoff if i must put it that way eh the life of general trebasoff you speak as if it belonged to you as if you could dispose of it rouletabille laid his hand on kuprian's arm perhaps that's so said he would you like me to tell you one thing monsieur rouletabille it is that general trebasov's life after what has just escaped the lips of this tuman who is not tuman isn't worth any more than than yours if you remain here since you are disposed not to do anything more in this affair take the train monsieur take the train and go rouletabille walked back and forth very much worked up then suddenly he stopped short impossible he said it is impossible i cannot i am not able to go yet why good god monsieur kuprian because i have to interview the president of the dumas yet and complete my little inquiry into the politics of the cadets oh indeed kuprian looked at him with a sour grin what are you going to do with that man demanded rouletabille have him fixed up first and then then take him before the judges that is to say the gallows certainly monsieur kuprian i offer it to you again life for life give me the life of that poor devil and i promise you general trebasoff's explain yourself not at all do you promise me that you will maintain silence about the case of that man and that you will not touch a hair of his head 
Kupriyan looked at Rouletabille as he had looked at him during the altercation they had on the edge of the gulf. He decided the same way this time. "'Very well,' said he. "'You have my word, the poor devil.' "'You are a brave man, Monsieur Kupriyan, but a little quick with the whip.' "'What would you expect? One's work teaches that.' "'Good morning. No, don't trouble to show me out. I am compromised enough already,' said Rouletabille, laughing. "'Au revoir, and good luck.' get to work interviewing the president of the dumas added Kupriyan knowingly with a great laugh but rouletabille was already gone that lad said the chief of police aloud to himself hasn't told me a bit of what he knows end of chapter eight read by don w jenkins rancho san diego california shaggybark.blogspot.com